This is the Life Church Reno podcast. Here at Life Church Reno, we love God, love others, and make a difference. For more information, visit lifechurchreno.com. From wherever you're listening, we pray that this message impacts you. Great to see you guys. Glad you're here. I want to welcome those that are joining us online. Today's one of my favorite days of the year. Uh, It's something we do every year in the first couple of months of the year. We call it Vision Day, where we uh, look back at God's goodness in the past, look forward to the future. And so I'm excited for this day. And and, and really, as we um, kind of reflect, uh, I'm hopeful that this moment um, is is a moment where we're kind of turning the page on the last uh, nearly two years. Years. Two things have given me meaningful hope for that. One was the governor lifting the mask mandate last week. That was exciting. And maybe equally compelling, I have it on good authority that the Reno Chick-fil-A is going to open up their dining room this week. And so nothing says life's getting back to normal like eating chicken on the inside of a restaurant. And really, I want to talk to you today as we look at this vision day, I kind of want to talk to you through the lens of, of five prayers that, that maybe we could pray together as a church this year. And so here's the first one. God, thank you for your faithfulness these last two years. Uh, the last two years have obviously been unique um, in our lives and incredibly challenging. And, and yet at the same time, I have this just incredible gratitude how in the midst of, of, of just a very uncertain time, difficult time, God has still been incredibly kind to us at Life Church. A few things I'm grateful for is, is even in this uh, COVID season, and, and maybe in some ways because of the COVID season, we're actually impacting more people at Life Church than ever. Um, and that uh, before COVID hit, our, our Damani Ranch campus was hovering about 950, maybe 1,000 people on a good weekend. At the, at the time, we also had a campus in Midtown Reno that was hovering around 175 to 200 people. And then when uh, COVID came and we got the sense it was going to linger for a bit, we really felt called to just really go all in on the online ministry. Um, prior to that, we didn't have live streaming. We didn't even have um, services that were, um, we, we, after Sunday, like Monday or Tuesday, we would just post the messages um, that, that were preached the previous Sunday. But obviously with COVID, we had to pivot. Initially, we were pre-recording, uh, even in, in the last years, about a year ago right now, that we fully began live broadcasting, which is, I, I don't know if you understand, but it's, it, it, and I don't even fully understand, but, but it's, it's a really big deal um, that our team has put a ton of effort into to, uh, to put out a quality live broadcast every week. But well, here's, so here's what's happened. So like last year, uh, last week at uh, um, Life Church Live, there was about 1,200 people. And online, there was about another six or 700 people. And so through this COVID season, we are, the number of people that we're impacting on a given week has risen by about 50%. And for that, I'm, I'm really grateful. Let's thank God for that. We saw 86 people. Uh, I, don't, I don't know about you, but that was like one of the most compelling baptisms I've ever experienced. Wasn't that amazing? 
In 2020, in 2021, uh, in 2021, we saw 86 people go public with the difference that Jesus has made in their life and got baptized through the ministry of Life Church in 2021. We, we began some, uh, last year, one of our big focuses was to um, just have a, a, a great display of appreciation and love towards the first responders in our community, both police and fire and um, hospital workers and all of those things. We did a handful of kind of large-scale um, outreaches and, and show uh, just demonstrations of love and kindness. And then we challenged all of our life groups to, uh, to do something. And so it's even as simple as we had life groups that would just all write a bunch of notes thanking a fireman and then take a bunch of donuts to him in the morning. And, and so that was a, a great thing that happened last year. We also got super intentional about how we uh, reach out and, and express uh, welcome and kindness and invitation to the new move-ins, uh, people that are moving into South Reno. Just a, a great um, kind of allowing us to reach out to more and more people. But something else that happened last year is uh, we set ourselves up to be able to continue to make a, a bigger difference than ever by, by officially recognizing our first ever deacons. Deacon is just a word in the Bible that just simply means servant. And so we established four deacon teams last year. Some of those teams kind of existed in an embryonic form beforehand, but we have a stewardship team that folks that have business savvy, that meet with Pastor Scott and provide counsel and wisdom and oversight on aspects of our stewardship, provide advice towards our staff and elders, and then our global impact team which is, its purpose is to help us be more strategic and intentional about our impact globally around the world through the ministries that we partner with financially, through uh, more and more mission trips happening, just that we might make a bigger difference joining in God's activity around the world. And then we officially kicked off what we call our LC Cares team. Really, that's, that's our, our team that is uh, designed to express um, love and kindness and tangible help towards the least of these in our city, uh, widows and, and orphans and, and, and the homeless and other under-resourced people, and, and then our care and prayer team, which is sort of like amping up our prayer team, which has always existed, but also adding this piece where we would be intentional as his life church grows to be strategic, to do all that we can to keep people from falling through the cracks at life church and just continuing to demonstrate Care. And so that, that is a big deal that's going to allow us to continue to make a bigger impact than ever. Thankfully, even coming out of this challenging two years, Life Church is financially more healthy than ever. Let me give you a quick overview. So, 2021, our, uh, our tithe income was uh, just under $3.5 million. Our kids' life tuition and fees was just over $1.4 million for a total income of just over $4.9 million. And then just an overview of those expenses. You see those payroll expenses there? That, that represents between the church and the preschool combined uh, about 55 full-time equivalent um, employees. And so you get your payroll expenses there, benefits, external missions and benevolence. Those are resources of just almost $500,000 that we intentionally set aside to um, give to ministries and missions outside of Life Church, and then also to help the needy in our church and in our community. Where it says 10% there, that's 10% of the combined total, but it's really more like 
15% of the tithe revenue. And then uh, facility-related expenses, insurance, office admin, interest expenses, total expenses of just under $4.5 million, leaving revenues in excess of expenditures available for reserves, special projects, capital expenditures, stuff like the, the playground coming up outside, those sorts of special projects and capital expenditures of uh, $413,000. And then here's how we look at 2022. We see um, just kind of adjustments for growth, um, revenue, uh, tithe revenue of about 3.7, daycare of about 1.4, uh, for total income of about 5.15 million is our projection. And then we see the expenses are very similar. And then at the end, we see um, that, that 400,000 available for reserves, special projects, and capital expenditures. But, but here's the thing, church, it's amazing to me that coming out of these last two years of uncertainty and craziness, that God has used you and your incredible generosity, that Life Church is in a, the healthiest financial position it's ever been in. Let's just thank God for that. And so, uh, hey, if, if, Life Church, if Life Church is your church and you are, uh, this is intended to be a high level overview. If Life Church is your church and you're investing financially here, Scott Rhoda, our executive pastor of operations, he's a CPA, does a great job handling all the business side of Life Church. If, if this is your church, you're investing in a meaningful way financially here, he's happy to uh, sit down and, and chat with you in, in greater detail if that is, if you have nothing better to do with your life. And so, uh, um, just teasing, he's happy to do it. Um, and I'm happy for him to do it, not me. Um, so super grateful. And so, so there's this incredible gratitude for God's faithfulness, goodness, and kindness and, and getting us through these last two years. But here's another prayer I'd like us to pray. God, please restore and refresh and empower us with your Holy Spirit. I really believe that uh, the last two years has affected all of us. And some of you, it's affected you in a, in a big, big way. You've lost loved ones, friends, or family. Uh, others of you maybe got very, very sick and, and still feel like you're not even 100% recovered. Maybe your finances or your business were negatively affected, and you'd look back at the last two years and say, ah, this has affected me and our family in a big way. But then I, I really believe for all of us that, that, that there is this kind of lingering COVID hangover. That, that even if you've not been affected in a, in, a, in a big way, we've all just kind of lived in this environment where just things aren't normal. And, and you know, as, as I don't know about you, and I don't mean this politically or any sort of medical advice, but, but every time I would walk into a place and just have to put the mask on, it just was a reminder to me, life is not as it should be. And every time you're trying to talk to someone and you can't see, are they smiling at me or are they giving me the I hate you face? Just have no idea. Now, Claire likes it. She's like, hey, I don't always have to put my lipstick on because I got the mask. It saves a minute. Um, I don't have that issue, you know? Um, but, but there's this kind of been this constant reminder of life's not normal. And I, I, I even had the experience this last week. It was 8 o'clock. I was hungry and wanted a cheeseburger. Go to McDonald's. It was closed at 8 o'clock. It's just those little reminders of like, things aren't right. This is America. You should be able to get a cheeseburger 24 hours a day. 
It's just these little reminders like things are not as they're supposed to be. And, and so I really do believe that, that and, I, and I think it's just good, it's just good and, and to just remember this, um, that everybody you encounter, some people are 50% less than their very best, and some people are 10% less than their very best, but the number of people that are going around that are, that are 100% their very best, it's a small number. So have, have grace on one another. But I really do believe that there is this kind of prevailing um, exhaustion and, and, and lingering anxiety, some people functioning with a, a low-grade anger, and, and there's this kind of this COVID hangover. And my great prayer that for us at Life Church, both individually and as a church, that, 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 we, that this would be the, the year, that this moment, where as we go into these coming months, that, that, that all of us would intentionally shake that off. Because here's my kid. About half of y'all are like, no, I like my COVID hangover. And uh, 3% of you are like, what is a hangover? Um, but here's the thing. No matter what happens around us, I don't know what's going to happen around us, but, but that, my, that my great hope is that we would uh, intentionally do things to, to, to bring about health in our own lives, but, but, but really ask God. That, that by his Holy Spirit, that, that he would refresh us and restore us and revive us. One of my favorite verses in the Bible, 2 Timothy 1.7, says, for the Spirit of God does not make us timid. I think you could, if you had your own amplified Bible, you could say the Spirit of God does not make us timid, or the Spirit of God does not make us anxious. The Spirit of God does not make us fearful. The Spirit of God does not give us a low-grade anger that we function with full-time. The Spirit of God does not make us exhausted. The Spirit of God does not make us timid, but gives us power. Jesus talked about that power. Acts 1, he says, when the Holy Spirit comes, you're going to have power to be my witnesses to the whole world. He gives us power, love, and self-discipline. And so my, my great desire for us individually and really as a church, because here's what I believe. I believe that there's going to be some people, a larger percentage than I wish, of people and of churches that this COVID funk is going to become the new normal they live with the rest of their lives. And that, that people that we've gone into survival mode as individuals and organizations and churches have kind of gone into survival mode the last two years, which has been normal and understandable, that it's, it's been this crazy time. But people, individuals and churches that, that don't make a conscious choice in the months to come that says, I'm not going to live tired, anxious, and mad forever. And I'm not going to live in survival mode and just hunker down forever. There's going to be individuals and churches that, that this COVID funk is the normal they live in forever. And I just, I, I believe that God has better. And, and that, that this would be the year that we say, God, would you by your spirit give us power, love, and a sound mind, that the exhaustion would fade and that the anxiety would fade and that we would live and the life that we're meant to live. Here's the third prayer. God, we want to know and love you more. At Life Church, ever since the beginning, a couple times a year, we've looked at this passage of Scripture right in the book of Acts chapter 2. 
It's, the context is it's not been very long since Jesus has died on the cross, risen from the dead, ascended into heaven. There's this holiday where people from Jewish people from around the world gathered in Jerusalem called the Day of Pentecost. Holy Spirit comes in power. People begging to give their lives to Jesus. 3,000 people get saved and baptized. Then you see this very this snapshot of the very first church. Let me show it to you. Acts 2.42. It says, they, these, these early Christians, devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. So they're getting together. The apostles are, are preaching out of the Old Testament about how it all points to Jesus. They're, they're, they're teaching, they're, they're recounting the teachings of Jesus. They're, they're, they're doing all this stuff that ends up becoming our New Testament. And so they're, they're learning about God. They, they, they devoted themselves, the apostles' teaching, and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread. They're, what they're doing is they're taking communion. And they're, they're having some wine and say, remember, Jesus said this was a picture of the blood that he shed. And they're taking some bread and say, remember, Jesus said this was a picture of his body that was given for us. They, they, they are laser focused on the gospel that while we were yet sinners, that God demonstrated his love for us and Christ dying in our place. And as they're doing this, they're, they're having their affection stirred. Their love for God is growing. And they were praying. And it says everyone was filled with awe. There was just this incredible sense of God's presence. And, and then it says that many miracles were being done. There was this incredible sense of God's power. And, and so what we see is this, these early Christians, they, they understood what Jesus said life was all about. Jesus was asked, what's the greatest command? And he says, love God with your whole entire person. And so, and, and this year, may, may we just pray and say, God, would you help us to love you more and more and more? Here's the next prayer. God, help us to love each other deeply. See, we see here in Acts chapter 2, verse 44. It says, all the believers were together. There was this incredible unity, and they had everything in common. They're, they're, they're sharing all their stuff. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. So here's what we see. It wasn't like they'd become communists. Like no one's making them give their stuff away. What's happening is they recognize that their whole entire identity has been changed but because of what Jesus has done in their life. And now they have been made part of this brand new family. And so they recognize that they're a part of this family together and they begin to really, really love each other in ways that the world had never seen before. People of different class, people speaking different languages, all coming together and loving each other like family. It was absolutely, completely radical then, absolutely, completely radical now. And so they recognize that God's made us brothers and sisters. And the nature of family is family shares. So it's like, hey, you know what? If you need to borrow my weed eater, you can borrow it. If I need to borrow your lake house, I can borrow it. That's how family works. But that's what they understood. They realized, man, God's, God's done something where he's knit our hearts together. And, and so really they understood what Jesus said. That Jesus said, hey, the biggest thing in life is love God your whole self. The second biggest thing in life is to love your neighbor as yourself. But before Jesus went to the cross, he said, hey, for you, my followers, I'm upping the ante to this whole other level. He says, I, I'm challenging you not just to love your neighbor as yourself. He says, I'm challenging you to love each other the way I love you and I'm about to give myself for you. Greater love has no man, no, no man than this than to lay down his life for his friends. He said, that's the sort of way you're gonna love each other. You're gonna be in this family together. So they loved each other to where it just made sense to share their stuff. They love to hang out together. It says every day, 
They continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts. So they would gather together in large groups like this, and they would sing songs to Jesus, and they would pray, and they would be taught, and they would hang out, and, and, and they would usually share a meal, and they'd say, hey, this was so great. The idea of waiting a whole other week to do this is unfathomable. So how about some of you come over to my house tomorrow, and we'll eat some food, and we'll talk about Jesus, and we'll talk about life, and we'll pray, and we'll live life together, loving each other in this incredible way that they, they loved each other like family. And so maybe this year, pray, God, would you help us to love each other deeply? Here's the last thing. God, please use us to expand your kingdom more than ever. Let me show you this. Acts 2, 47 says they were praising God. They were worshiping people. They were enjoying the favor of all of the people, the way in which they were living the life of Jesus and loving the unlovable and caring for those that were helpless and in need, the way they were living this life of Jesus, serving the poor, caring for the needy. They were enjoying this favor. And it says, and the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. What we see is this principle that these good deeds normally lead to goodwill. Now, there's moments where, where Christians, in spite of their good deeds, face great persecution, but we see here in, in this moment the way in which they were living the life of Christ, serving and caring for, 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 the, the, for, the, um, for those that, that were in need of care, those that were um, under-resourced, the poor and the needy and the sick and the helpless. As, as they were doing these good deeds, it begins to lead to goodwill. They're enjoying the favor of all the people. And it says, and the Lord added to their number daily. At day after day, more and more people were giving their lives to Jesus. Um, about a, a, three weeks before COVID hit. You guys remember the night that was like, oh, COVID just got real. I was at a church thing. I can't think, remember if it was a Tuesday night or a Wednesday night. And uh, the NBA season was suspended. And the, the way you know COVID's real is if you can't eat chicken inside and you can't watch basketball. It all hits like, oh, this is about to get real. And then that next Sunday, we canceled church and it all got weird. But about three weeks before that, it was in February uh, of 2020, we, we, we shared um, the things that we believe God's called Life Church to do over what was then the next seven years, what now would be the next five years. Let me go over some of that with you and give you some updates. So on February 2020, we shared this. It says, by God's grace and for his glory, all the good stuff's ever been from God and for God. We will make unprecedented contributions for kingdom good in northern Nevada, being known as a balanced, healthy, Christ-centered church that really does love God, love others, and is making a difference. We're asking God to use us to do the following. Once, one, one, one of these things is... Uh, by, by the end of 2027, that we would have a, a school of ministry and an internship program. We recognize that for God to do everything that he wants to do in us and through us, it's going to take a whole bunch of people really dedicating their lives to make maximum kingdom impact. And we want to be a place where, where we are intentional and strategic uh, about uh, preparing people for God's call on their life. Number two, our goal by the end of 2027 would be to grow to give away at least $1 million a year to church planting, missions, ministries, and the needy in our church and community. So right now, you see, we're about halfway there. But over these next five years, our goal would be to double the amount. 
that we're giving towards church planting, missions, and the needy in our community. Here's the third. That by the end of 2027, that we would have launched three more campuses or church plants across the region. And so at Life Church, we believe that, that, that launching campuses and plants, church plants, are, are some of, if not the best ways to see more people come to know Jesus. And so we're for doing both at Life Church. And so when we say campus, we're saying that in another location, Life Church would exist, like one church in two locations or one church in three locations. It's called Life Church, one budget, one governing board. It's Life Church. But then we're also for launching new church plants. Where, which, which would be like a daughter church that we help get started. We send some, some leadership and some people and some resources, and that, but that ultimately it's self-governed, self-funded, and independent and autonomous. And we are for doing both depending on the location and the leadership and what's in, in their heart. And so uh, in the last months, um, uh, Pastor Jericho and Bree ha- have shared with us that, uh, that they feel called to ultimately uh, plant a independent uh, daughter church, a church plant um, in the greater Sparks, kind of on the growth edge of Sparks, Spanish Springs, Wingfield Springs, um, and that that's going to uh, officially launch in early 2023. And so late uh, fall, of, I mean, in the fall of this year, we will be uh, having an informational meeting so you can uh, learn more about that if you're interested, and then we will we'll commission those folks to go and do that in early 2023. I don't know about you, but that, that's exciting to me. And so, uh, something else that is part of our seven-year vision that we are well on the way for is establishing LC Cares our holistic ministry to widows, orphans, and the least of these. 2021 was a great um, year of, of development and growth for that, and we look forward to even more in 2022. Number five, uh, part of our vision by the end of 2027 is, is to complete the remaining phases of the South Campus, of this campus. And so what that looks like for this year is, uh, Lord willing, but we fully believe um, that, uh, Lord willing, this year we will finish that playground, which will be done in just a few weeks. Uh, the Splash Park, uh, we are hoping, is complete by summer. And then our mezzanine, which will add our balcony, which will add another 350 seats. Um, our hope was that that would be complete by Easter. Uh, as our team uh, and I sat down with our, our, our contractor, um, they fully burst a bubble in that pipe dream of mine. And so, um, so that will, uh, it, our, but we're hoping it's done by fall. And so that, that will be a, uh, a great expansion here. And so those are the things that are going to happen this year towards that campus. I just want to cast just a little more, maybe you know this, maybe you don't know, because um, it's easy to look at, at Life Church on a Sunday morning and think, hey, we have the facilities that we need. And in a lot of ways we do, and I'm super grateful. I want to share with you a few pieces that we're believing God for over these next five years. One is uh, we don't have any offices. Um, and so we just use our houses and coffee shops and just find rooms around here, although that's because of all the stuff. There's activity on this campus most every day of the week from about seven in the morning until about nine at night. And so there's a lot of times where we just can't even find places to work around here. And, and listen, it's not your job to like be experts in all things church, but I just want to give you a little piece of information. I don't know of another church in America as big as Life Church that doesn't have any offices. 
I don't know any. And we've made intentional choices that I'm thrilled with. We said, hey, we're gonna do things that are gonna help us reach the most number of people. So we built our kids' building first, even though it meant we're gonna do church upstairs in a tiny little room for a while. And then we're gonna build this room next. And And so, but one day, we're gonna need some offices. So that's a part of that plan. We uh, also, uh, have you ever like designed a house and you could had enough money to like put in your kitchen and your living room and the bedrooms, but you didn't have enough money for closets? Like we have an incredible storage shortage here. And so our, the, one of the, the, probably the next thing that'll get built, hopefully a lot of these things get built together at the same time, but we'll be building a, a warehouse behind this stage. You say, well, why do you really need that? Here's why. Because our grand desire is that this room would be able to be used many days of the week for many different purposes. You know, we've got basketball goals in here. We've got it striped for basketball and volleyball. I think we own volleyball stuff. I was actually talking to a guy yesterday. He says, Dave, I, I really, he says, as soon as you guys say we can do it, I, I can start doing clinics up there. With that, I know there'll be 60 people that'll sign up immediately to come to these volleyball clinics where, where we'll teach them volleyball and then also get a chance to talk to them about Jesus. And so our desire is that this building would be able to be used a lot more than it is, but the great challenge is we don't have good places to put all this stuff yet. And so storage, offices, ultimately we want to enclose that patio. I know on a day like today that the weather's perfect and it feels awesome, but, but our desire would be that we would have the option of, of making that indoor-outdoor space. Ultimately, we want to wrap that in glass, have giant glass garage doors all the way around it. And so on a nice day, we open up the giant garage doors that feels like outside space on a really windy, cold day. We actually had a situation where I did a funeral last year, and, um, and we, uh, we really had, didn't have a great place to do the food afterwards because it was a windy, cold day. And, and so we're kind of having to move all this stuff around after to kind of do the food. And, and so our desire would be able to make that so that is as usable space, 365 days of the year, either as outdoor type space with the roll-up garage doors or um, in fully enclosed air-conditioned space. And then another piece is we are really hoping and believing that in the next five years that we'll be able to build the building um, that will um, house the Life Christian Academy. And, and so these are all things that, that we are, are believing God. To. I don't know about you. That stuff excites me. I don't know about you guys. Something else that's a part of our seven-year vision is that we would send a thousand Life Church people on short-term mission trips. A few trips happening this year. Our teenagers are going to San Diego uh, in next month, and then also planning a trip to Belize. Um, also, there's a couple of trips that'll be uh, are in the planning phases that would be open to a broader population: one to Costa Rica and one to India. But we want to take next steps and being pa- uh, very intentional to take the good news around the world. Number seven is a part of that same deal, partnering with Compassion International and Stadia to plant three more churches and Compassion International projects and the poorest villages in the world. And so um, uh, if you were here a few years ago, we were able to fund a a project in... um, Bolivia, where we were able to build a church building for a, a, a local church that didn't have one that then houses seven-day-a-week ministry through Compassion International, a child sponsorship deal where, where the, all the kids from that community come in, get access to health care, education, learn about Jesus. It's actually, it, 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 these things transform these communities, and we look forward to being able to fund a few more. And then um, 
Number eight, that we would develop an excellent ministry for us children with special needs and their families. We've taken steps on that in a small scale, but we wanna take it to whole new levels. And then number nine, that we would see a 1,000 people baptized uh, through the Ministry of Life Church over this seven-year period. Let's give you three final thoughts. One, as I think about these things, uh, first, I'm, I'm just grateful, just grateful that God um, lets us be a part of these things, grateful for how God uses you and that God has been so good to us these last 16 years. Specifically, he's been very kind to us these last two years of difficulty and I'm incredibly grateful. Second thing is I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful that no matter what the next year holds um, in, in the world and with, and with COVID and all of that stuff, um, no matter what happens out there, I am incredibly hopeful that, that we are just getting started and that the best is yet to come for all that God wants to do in and through us at Life Church. And the third thing is, I, 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 there's a, 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 a sober-mindedness that, that comes with all this for me. And, and that when I, I see the incredible need in, in this region, you know, when, when we first were um, looking at Plant Life Church 16 years ago, um, at that time, and really every year since, if you look at lists of the, the, the cities and the counties um, and the regions that, that are classified as, the, as the, the least number of people attending a gospel preaching church, this region always makes the top five list. And so there's this need, that, that there's this incredible spiritual need, coupled with this incredible opportunity that, that God's given us where we are smack right in the middle of the fastest growing part of this city. We are the only um, religious group with, with a, a real campus that, uh, all the way from where South Meadows Parkway goes, all the way over to Geiger Grade, only, only church with a, a, a real campus. And, and, and with all of that, and then I see all the incredible resources that, that God's gathered here uh, in terms of our facilities, in terms of the financial resources that among the, the people of Life Church, but, but really most of all, the, the people resources, the people that God has gathered here, that He has given gifts and talents and abilities and callings on their life, I see this mix of incredible need and incredible opportunity, and, and with that comes this kind of weight of responsibility. You know, one of my least favorite verses in the Bible, you know, to whom much is given, much is required. And, and so when I, I look at, at all that God's brought together here, there's, there's this sense of gratitude, there's this sense of hopefulness, but then there's this weight of responsibility this, of this stewardship that God has given us. And so I just want to invite you. Let's 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 go into this year. Grateful that for God getting us out of getting us through these last two years with this sense of hope that God by by His Spirit might might, might take away the, this kind of lingering COVID exhaustion and anxiety and and fatigue and, and that He might prepare us and to, to use us in, in, in ways more than ever that we would love God more than ever. That we would love each other like family more than ever, and that we'd make the biggest difference we've ever made in our lives. Let's pray together. So, Father, we, uh, we are just grateful for all of your goodness, your faithfulness all through our lives, 
through the last 16 years of Life Church, through these last two years of difficulty. Lord, we are grateful. Lord, we're thankful that you have invited us into your work in the world. Lord, I pray that you would help us, Lord, to love you more than ever, to love one another more than ever. And God, to be passionate and urgent to join in on your activity in the world. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Life Church Reno podcast. Remember to subscribe to hear more messages like this, and we'll see you soon.